and sit down. Hey, how are my people today? Hey, I'm Chris. And I'm Corey. Here we go indeed. Yes. Yes, a new episode. A new day. Uh, we have... Okay, so we're going to hit up some uh, movies for TV shows. Yeah. Movies that would make good TV shows. We're going to yep. hit up some highbrow. We're going to hit up some scene selections. Yep, of uh, villains that you love to hate in movies and TV. Yes. Uh, but first, um, we are actually going to start out with The Daily Snitch. Alright. This is a new thing, okay, and it's gonna be every episode we're gonna give you the top three stories regarding media and movies. Yeah, just a real quick recap on things that have been going on. Uh, so, number one. First thing we're going to talk about is Batman vs Superman came out, and it's met with a little bit of hesitation from critics. Um, it is not doing well critically, it, um, it is supposedly for the fans. I've heard that there are reasons to go see it, okay? I've heard this movie is worthy to see, but there are some structural issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Neither Corey or I have seen it yet, so we're not going to give any, like, reviews or anything like yeah. that. But that's, that's the primary news right now, is that there are some structural issues. It sounds like they tried to do too much with the movie, yeah. but there's still reason to see it. Um, I want Justice League to do well, so I'm going to show my support, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, I've never been a big DC fan. Like, I like Batman, but Superman, I couldn't care less for. Um, and with this movie, uh, it started out pretty middle in terms of, like, Rotten Tomatoes, and now it's down to, I think, 29% critically. And, uh, audience score started out in the mid-80s, and it's now down to kind of the mid-70s. So, even some of the audience... Which, of course, it busted a bunch of box office records when it came out. And uh, they're kind of seeing that as a victory. But, I mean, you put Batman and Superman into a title, you're going to sell tickets. It doesn't always mean that the movie's good, but the draw is good. Because people want to see that. You can't use box office to judge the quality of a movie. Especially with a movie like this, when you have both the name Batman and Superman in the Mm -hmm. title. That's going to bring people out to see it. Uh, News number two. Maybe not worldwide, but this is a cool story. Corey? Uh, Yes, there's a gentleman by the name of James Myers who was speeding one day and got pulled over by the uh, police. And uh, he wound up getting arrested for speeding because he had a warrant due to a VHS movie that he didn't return in 14 years. And that movie was Freddy Got Fingered, starring Tom Green. Not a great movie. It's a very weird movie. We've seen it, though. We watched it together, actually. But uh, what's funny about it is that Tom Green heard about it and came out and said, well, if it's like a $200 fine, I'll pay it for the guy. Like, come on, give him a break. But uh, that's one of those things where you tell friends or tell a police officer, like, if they're writing you up for something... Hey, can you do me a favor and, like, change this to a different movie? <laughs> like, hey, can you put, like, uh, what, The Godfather Part 2 on there instead of Freddy Got Fingered? But apparently he watched it recently after, before he was arrested and really enjoyed it again. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Credit. <laughs> Which, uh, honestly, he probably should be locked away. 
hey, that that is a, a fun movie. I actually left a movie on the roof of my car that I rented after watching it. I lost the movie entirely, and I ended up getting call, a call from like a collections agency about like the small amount of money I owed on the on the rent. So I mean. I, th- I there are some things that I miss about video rental stores. Like we, our family used to get like Abbott and Costello oh. and just watch it. Like we saw like a bunch of Abbott and Costello over the years, and you can't see that sort of thing anymore. You can't. Yeah. Find, it's really hard to find those sorts of videos, those kinds of treasures. So uh, I do miss video rental places, but I don't miss like late fees and silly stuff like yeah. that. It definitely got weird. Um, story number three. Story number three. 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 Uh, um, oh yeah. So Harrison Ford is signed up for a fifth Indiana Jones movie. He Ooh. is definitely going to do it with Steven Spielberg. Who's uh, writing it? Uh, the same guy who wrote The Crystal Skull, which Ooh. is is bad news. However, George Lucas is not going to be involved with this project, mm-hmm. and I think they really want to do better than they did last time. So, you yeah, know... I, I'm actually really excited that the same person's doing it and Harrison Ford is coming back because I see it as an opportunity that they all know the backlash that happened after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I have plenty of arguments about. I don't think it's a great movie. Right. But I believe people should hate it for the correct reasons. It's not necessarily as bad as people Yeah, say it and is. some right. of the reasons why they're upset is ridiculous to how Indiana Jones was conceived and supposed to be done. But anyway, uh, I, I see it as a shot at redemption. I'm sure they're really excited to get into it and be like, okay, let's get this right. Right. And, and, and that's what I think is exactly what's going on, and I'm okay with that. Um, it was one thing to kind of put a bad movie into the, into the mix, but... Um, Trying to make it better is is fine. All right. Well, I think they'll basically do it for the Daily Snitch, and we're gonna move on to what movies would make a great TV show. Okay, Chris. So, what movies do you think would make a great TV show? What do you think could transition better into roulette? Okay. Uh, the first one I have for great TV shows. Uh, movies that would make a great TV show is Love Actually. It's like kind of oh. a Christmas movie. Uh, it's a love story about a bunch of different characters. It yeah. follows a lot of different characters and their different takes on what love is and mm-hmm. kind of what love is for them. And um, a lot of really cute stories. But they're, they're inter- they're t- and they all become kind of intertwined and yeah. related in some way. Uh, the reason I think this would do better as a TV show is because you could actually do each story. Um, you could still flip around, even in each episode, you could flip around, but yeah. you could flesh out each and every story a lot more. Mm. I think some of the greatest stories in that movie don't get enough attention. Huh. I really like the one between the author and his like maid, and they have this yeah. like real language barrier, but they still fall in love. I think they could have done a lot more with that. I think they should have dove into how much humans can uh, experience of one another without being able to speak. I think that would have been very interesting. And if they had more time, something like with a TV show, they yeah. could have done that. Uh, but there are other issues. The relationship between the prime minister and his helper lady and them falling in love was probably one of the great, the best stories in that movie. And I think you could have done a little bit more with that. It would have been nice to have just more screen time with them. Uh, they, uh, they were really captivating yeah. as performers. And yeah. Um, when we 
first talked about this topic, there's one movie that really popped into mind for me, which was The Fifth Element. The movie starring Bruce Willis and Mila Jovovich and a big sci-fi movie. Chris Tucker's in it. Yep. But, I mean, it's such a great world that they build in lots of different planets, lots of different things. Very, very sci-fi, but even just like the cityscape with the hovering cars and the cab fares and all that, I think that could make an extremely good television show. And you could expand into a bunch of different other plots, but it'd still be interesting because of the environment. I mean, you could even have a, a episode going into some of the backstory of like Rudy Rod, Chris Tucker's character, but it'd have to be very, very small because he's super, super annoying. Something that they did with The Fifth Element is they created a new world, a world we had never seen, yeah. and that always leaves room for more. You could make another Fifth Element movie, yeah. let alone a TV show, but I think it would it you would do TV very well. You can Furious with Fifth Element. And not only because it would work really well with, with TV, it also, like, the whole thing of Chris Tucker's character being, like, mm -hmm. a news reporter, like, there was a lot more that you could have done with that as yeah. well. And you could have, like, broken the fourth wall a little bit by having it in a TV show, like, playing on, like, yeah. TV, like, have, oh, you you know interrupting this it would just make the whole thing like we're sitting here watching tv and this part of the episode is about like everyone watching yeah. tv in that world and it would just kind of further the feeling of being transported you got another one yes i do yes i do ooh, ooh, ooh. Cuckoo, cuckoo. i'm just gonna stop talking man i'm <laughs> such an idiot sometimes uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay, they these were Swedish films based on books that were really good. I read all the books. Mm. Then I watched the Swedish movies. Then I finally saw the American one. Uh, they're all good. Uh, but this would do... Anytime you're, you're making a book into a story, you're always cutting out a yeah. lot. This actual story is incredibly interesting and incredibly complex. And there's so... It's, it, it's really minute in detail in like some of the mm. financial things that are going on but then it's really big it has a, a larger than life villain it has a larger than life hero i think the biggest story here with the girl with the dragon tattoo is the girl with the dragon tattoo yeah. she has a photographic memory but she has been victimized her whole life uh she has some you know mental issues she's a little bit unstable but she's also a genius it's just incredible yeah she's a really interesting character and so to really flesh her out in a whole series would be the most um, rewarding way to do it yeah. and there's just so much there they he the guy wrote three books yeah. and then kind of died so that's unfortunate but I mean you can you split have, that up into three seasons right seasons. and you have a ton of information to yeah. go on there so yeah um, for my second one which I was really excited about the more I thought about it who framed Roger Rabbit I mean it could take place after the movie where the cop kind of goes into Toontown with Roger Rabbit and how cool would it be seeing a real person solving like cartoon crimes with Roger Rabbit as like his assistant and going through, and it could be anything per episode that's minimal. It could be a murder or it could be right. like, oh, someone's terribly hurt Wile E. Coyote and they're framing the Roadrunner for it or like, right. it that's, could be a yeah, 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 huge yeah, yeah. variety of things. I love the idea of uh, having- Like a, a crime noir. Exactly, in in, in cartoon, cartoon world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great idea. The movie was incredible. Yeah. Um, so you know you have places to go with that. And uh, with modern technology, it'd be really interesting mm. to see because they could do it. They did it really well back then. Like the, the it is the really, effects hold up. What's what's really crazy about it is you can see that the guns were on some sort of string being uh -huh. moved around a room, and they just animated the arms to kind of bend and move around with it, so it all looked fluid and natural. Yeah, it's just so crazy being older and watching that and looking at it from a technical aspect. Yeah, it's yeah an incredible yeah. film. Yeah. 
So uh, it would be different for if they redid it. They'd probably be able to do it a lot uh, better. It, but I mean, not necessarily not necessarily better. Some of yeah. those practical effects not and things won't give those movies yeah, yeah the charm. But it would still be there's plenty of work on that. Uh, third one for me. I mean, one of the TV series that got a lot of attention and it deserved it was Band of Brothers. Yeah. It was very, very good. Uh, I could see Saving Private Ryan mm. as making a really good TV show, an epic TV show. Yeah. Uh, you could even have... It, it would start with Ryan's brothers. I think that would be a cool way of doing it. Instead of starting like on the beach, uh, stand, yeah. start with like... What, uh, his first brother who gets then gets killed. So you have like an episode of him and he gets killed at the end. And then the next episode starts with a different brother mm. and he gets killed at the end. And then you start at the beach and then you go all the way through and you get to know this group, this unit. Yeah. And then you meet Ryan, the last of his family and uh, and what the all you know all the soldiers do just to protect him. It'd and get be him cool home. to finally meet Ryan at the end of the first season, and then the second season. Oh yes, have yeah. Ryan oh my goodness, yeah. And so, or or you would, you could not even know. Like I think it would be cool. You get to know this one character, but you don't know of the whole unit. Yeah. That one of them is Ryan. You know. Yeah. The brother to these other guys. So yeah, it would be great. You could do a lot of cool things with that. That movie was incredible. So I think it's yeah. smart to take. To pick good movies to do yeah. TV shows off of, you know? So um, For me, I really wanted to think of something that was more of a comedy. And I'm a big fan of Airplane, which usually means if you're a big fan of Airplane, you're a fan of Hot Shots. Which they made two Hot Shot movies with Charlie Sheen. And the first one was a direct parody of Top Gun with a bunch of other movies kind of mixed in. And then the second one was a big parody of the Rambo movies. And I think it'd be great to do a TV show where you have a central storyline, but each season could be a parody of a different type of movie. So that way you get a thorough line and then the second season could be totally different, making fun of something something else. Kind of like what they do with American Horror Story where it's like the same right. actors, but entirely different story, an yeah. entirely different situation. Do the same thing, but create new stories, making fun of different movies. I think it would actually be really funny. Um, it, it, it could definitely be very funny. I love farcical humor. Leslie Nielsen, who was in Airplane, he also did a ton of other movies that I love. He did, yeah. um, you know, a lot of comedies. Uh, that type of comedy. And uh, Charlie Sheen in Hot Shots, that was one of his best movies. Oh, he was he was, he was really good in those. And, uh, yeah, Hot Shots are great. So doing a whole TV, I, I just... Basically, the way I feel about farcical comedy is I love it, and more of it would be more just as welcome. You yeah. know, it's something that I never really get tired of. Uh, with uh, um, wrongfully accused, making fun of the fugitive, mm -hmm. and all these different movies, making fun of other. It's just great. We, we could definitely do with more of it. Yeah. All right. Um, did you have any more? Nope, just three. Okay, so. cool. Uh, one that I was kind of thinking of that would be kind of good would be like a Friday the 13th where you don't really see Jason as the killer, but it's a horror TV show of people like trying to survive in the woods and there's kind of this big bat out there and every now and then okay. he shows himself, takes out someone. Um, I thought it could be really interesting. So same storyline, but you don't know who's doing the killing. People are just dying. Not really. Which, you can kind of hear the legends of Jason, and every now and yeah. then you get like glimpses to kind of freak you out yeah, yeah, and make yeah. it super intense. But when do you reveal Jason? Well, he could show up in maybe like fourth episode, but you don't see him a lot. It's kind of like um, think of Jaws. 
Like, lots of people are dying, but you never really see the, the shark. shark. It right. shows up every now and then. You see fins from time to time. Every Okay, so it's not... He's not really a character. He... But every once in a while, you do see this, yeah, make this him a menacing yeah. fear in the in the flesh every once in a while. Yeah, but very rarely. One thing yeah. you don't really get in horror movies is a realistic factor. Like I thought it'd right. be really cool to do a movie about someone that breaks in and kills a guy, but that's literally like forty seconds at the end of the movie, and the rest, the whole beginning of the movie is this guy living his life and make it intriguing so you like him. But it's right. just a burglary that went wrong at the end of the movie, and you right, shot. right. Like, if that you just did a lot more realistic serial killers, people who uh, there are freaks out there who like break into people's houses, tie up their kids and make them watch while they like kill their parents. Weird stuff that like is scary. Yeah. It's scary because there's real people who are that twisted and that and that crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah, you could do something where most of the movie was normal, and then all of a sudden. All the horror is in one section of yeah. the film, which would be kind of interesting. Which, a movie like Audition is probably the closest to that, which is a Japanese horror film with probably the freakiest last 30 minutes I've ever seen. The rest of the movie, total throwaway. So boring. Huh. I hated it when watching it, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to see this movie through because yeah. I heard a lot of good things. And then at the very end of the movie, something happens and you're like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> and then you're yeah. totally disgusted. And then the last, like... Ten minutes are just absolutely crazy. I don't want to ruin it. If you want me to tell you later, I will. But uh, go watch that movie and stick it out till the end because it is totally worth it. It's <laughs> um, interesting. But, uh, okay, next thing, sir. I was wondering, just to kind of get into your personal psyche a little bit, if there was a time machine that you had access to... I thought the fans, the Narkians, could use a little bit of info about us. What would we do with the time what machine? What would you do with the time okay, machine? Okay, uh, I, I actually you played it? this with the youth group not too long Good ago. Good or evil? Um, and we decided that a rule Bad was you could, only go, you could only go into the past, you couldn't go into the future. That was a rule we made. Because if you can go into the future, it's completely hypothetical. Well, it's already hypothetical, but if you go into the future, you can just make up whatever future you want and say that's where you went. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, uh, there's no way of knowing what the future will be. I, uh, I totally wouldn't go into the future at so, all. So there's two, there's two options. Uh, well, actually, there's quite a few. You could try and kill an evil person. Uh, but, that, but how would that there's, change the future? Exactly. There's no way of knowing how much that's going to change things. So there's a couple things I would want to do. I wouldn't want to do anything where I was trying to change anything because that's – I think at the at the heart of that idea is is this ridiculous hubris of thinking that I could do better than, you know, <laughs> like, oh, if only I were alive at this time, I could change everything. Yeah. No. Like – no. And I think they made a movie about how bad that is. I think it's about like a butterfly that oh, kills And a, the effect it then, has on people yeah, or something. Yeah, the butterfly just screwed up everything. And <laughs> So they, there's a couple things. One, I really enjoy nature and the beauty of it. So one thing that I think would be nice to do is to go back in time to like the prehistoric Pompeii. era. Um, and just like walk around like the U.S. where there may have been dinosaurs, but I'm not really in danger, you know. Yeah. Just kind of walk around in nature and, and see it untouched by humans in, to in its entirety. And I think that would just be really interesting. I also think it'd be interesting to live with some Native Americans for a while. So maybe go into yeah. that. Like, uh, um, in, like 
that would be really interesting. Uh, another thing that I would really love to do is be alive um, on the Areopagus with all the great philosophers of mm. the day in Greece and listen to them talking about their ideas of the time. These are, these are ideas that a few people had that we're still basing a lot of our thinking on yeah. today. And so to be present and to actually be able to see all the physical information that they're, and the vibe. Yeah. And there's something about having like being with someone, you kind of have a better understanding of what they're communicating. Yeah. So it would be cool to actually see that. And instead of just having to be limited by reading it in a book, um, so I have a, a, a few. Yeah. And then I think another good, cool thing to do would be to go way back to when um, Jesus was alive and just be one of his followers. Like he had a group of people following him around. Yeah. Uh, there was a reason people followed him around. He had interesting things to say and he spoke with a lot of authority. So I think it'd be kind of amazing to just follow him around and actually be there and see. This is uh, whether you're a believer or not, whether you have a religion this is a guy who had a huge impact on the earth and it's people are still disagreeing and arguing over his ideas today. Yeah. So it would be amazing to be around for that too. So there's a lot of different things, but I chose to take it as more of a just like fulfilling, you know, life experience yeah. rather than like trying to change anything. Yeah. And uh, I just want to rewind real quick to uh, Native Americans. I was thinking about it the other day because I'm huge into Greek and Norse mythology. I absolutely love it. Uh -huh. And then I was listening to a podcast, Myth and Legends. It's a great podcast. Listen to it. And they were starting to talk about Native American uh, mythology. Oh. And I was like, this is really interesting. And I was like, wait, why do we know so much about Greek and Norse and all these other mythologies when we don't really study or have access to at least through school when I went through to a lot more Native American like mythology and stories and how they lived when that's where we are now. I have an answer for that. What? Uh, Native Americans. It's just a great shame. Native. Uh, well, yeah, we we messed. Like, let's not bring it up. The Trail of Tears is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in order to keep this conversation a little bit more light. Um, they passed on their traditions orally. They would stand around a fire and and mm. and tell stories. It was a very Native American. Th that was um, so. We do have some of their stories, but a yeah. lot of them are only passed on. Uh, okay. Norse and, and uh, those kinds of cultures did much better writing. Yeah, writing down, and that's when you really think about it. It's a crying shame, but it's an absolute fact yeah. that a lot of the history that we're aware of yeah. is simply the people who wrote it down. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is like they're telling the story around a fire, and then they're like, "Hey, scripting eagle, yeah, put the <laughs> pen down." There wasn't any. Knock it off. Nobody wrote what it down. What are you doing? They kept it alive through. Story. You know, you yeah. know, we just do this through talkies. <laughs> like you sit down. Um, okay, cool. Well, me, it's very easy for me because <laughs> when we were talking about, it, I was like, boom, instant. I know what I would do. What I would do is I would go to Roswell, New Mexico when the UFO supposedly crashed. So Area and see 51? what happened there. And just yeah. know for sure? And know for sure. Go to where they spotted Bigfoot at that point in time. Camp out and see what they saw. Oh, so legit. you would actually... Okay, this is honest? because I This know is completely honest. I would go to Loch Ness. And when the person said that they saw When Nessie they actually had the, the water, sightings. Yeah. Okay. I would go there and see that. All of these stories and things about these creatures that we don't know, I would go so I could know. Okay, here's my question. A big haunting in a house, I would go there. Here's my question regarding these things, because yeah. I love that answer that's very, that's very uh, smart. 
very clever. But do you think your being there would actually shed more light on the situation? I think a lot of these myths and legends are such because even the people who were there, it's like, oh, that definitely looks like a monster. And I think anyone would agree with me. But at the same time, it could be a weirdly shaped driftwood like in the yeah. lake far away, you know? Even the things that have like pictures and stuff, mm. it's like, yeah, that's a picture. And yeah, it could be a monster, but uh, it definitely could not yeah. be. And I think it's the same way with Bigfoot where it's like, well, actually there is some legitimate evidence that some guy was putting big feet on and mm. walking around in the woods. So that's a little bit different, but... Um, People have had sightings of Bigfoot too, and you yeah. could go, you could find out when and where that happened, yep. and, and and go there. So, uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of stories like that. You could spend a lot of time going to different areas and times. That would be my all-time favorite thing to do ever in my life. Like, even if I had like a genie that gave me three wishes, that would probably be one of my wishes. So, my question is, would that be a satisfying experience with you? Would you be glad of that choice if you still? had no sureness about any of those conspiracies. Absolutely, and... because I would have seen the anomaly with my own eyes. Okay, I'm so with you. So I know I'm it wasn't yeah. set up. It was a legitimate question asked by people. Right. Um, and it was a legitimate sighting. Like, right. Yeah, if I saw a blurry Bigfoot walking around in the bushes with the people that filmed it, and I show up, and afterwards they're like, cut! And the guy's like, all right, guys, cool. I'd right. be like... Oh yeah, yeah. D disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, it's uh, all a if sham. it was legit and they were like, "Holy crap, did you see that?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I did." That still could be a guy in a suit playing a prank, right? But, but it was Holy still crap, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome experience. Also, uh, it's it's good that you started with Area Fifty One because I think that one for sure mm. you could actually go there and be like, "Alien sightings would be a and, huge one." And taking that whole look on it, you could go to like. You could go to Jesus right after his death and be like, yeah, he fully, like, he disappeared from the tomb and he walked, like, he resurrected yeah. from the, like, oh my gosh, having a sight short assurity for some, some of those, uh, you know, things yeah. would be really helpful. Just, just being able to solve those things. And with, like, uh, aliens, I had kind of a weird experience the other day while I was driving. Oh, tell um, me about it. I 100%, I don't think it was aliens, but it was weird. I actually have a story like this, too. I have a story like but this, But I was driving, and it was dark out of after we went to the drive-in, um, which, if you follow our Instagram, you saw some pictures. Uh, we're driving home, and there was the moon, and there was a light that I thought was a star. And as I'm driving, I'm seeing it pull away from the moon very slowly, and I was like... Oh, okay, so it wasn't a star, it's some sort of plane or helicopter. And I was like, but planes generally have like a flashing light mm -hmm. or something. And I was like, there's no flashing light, it's just one solid light that's on. And I was like, so it could be a helicopter. And then it just went out. And I was like, okay. And so then I started like looking around and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying to see if I just like lost it or <laughs> like if it's somewhere else in the sky. And there's been a couple times where stuff like that's happened. Like in the daytime, I saw one light that was going and I thought it was farther away than it was, but it went like in front of these trees and then it just left again. And I was like, this one of those common was alien sightings is just weird lights in the sky. Yeah, it was just, yeah. it was weird. I don't think it was an alien. I think it was maybe some sort of we, helicopter or something. We're but gonna it go, was just weird. It totally disappeared. We're going to go a little long with this one, I can tell, because, uh, man, alien stories. I, let's not get into whether we believe aliens exist, but I have a fun story. I was sitting on the toilet one night and uh, in the bathroom. Something I had to talk about was aliens. I was the only one in my house. I was the only one awake 
probably in the neighborhood. Yeah. And um, and I was aware of that. You know, it's yeah. late at night. I've been you know working and, and watching shows and things. And uh, I'm sitting in the bathroom, just minding my own business, and I heard this. Uh, I I I wish I could recreate it for you, yeah. but I can't. It was the craziest noise, but it, it immediately kind of gave me a chill yeah. and made me think, oh my gosh, aliens. It made me think yeah. aliens. It was just a sound, but it was definitely a real sound. I heard it loudly and I heard it very close to me. My theory is that the fan in the bathroom yeah. that gives like, you know, air yeah. flow to the bathroom, it was kind of stormy outside and I think maybe some wind hit it on the outside of the house in such a way that it kind of carried a weird like whistling sound into the bathroom right above my head. But I was sitting in the bathroom by myself and I immediately thought there's like a spaceship hovering above the house because the sound was just like, it was really, it just sounded like the kind of noise you would think of. It made me think of aliens. It was, it was crazy. And I never even like went outside afterwards, but it did like kind of, Oh man, it gave me like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Awesome. Well, that's yeah. good stuff. Uh, uh, I was afraid this was going to happen. A lot of what we talked about in this <laughs> segment had nothing to do with movies, but I think people enjoy it. it was, no, I enjoyed it. What are you talking about? I had plenty to do with movies, TV shows. We came up with some ideas. And then uh, time well, machine. Well, the time machine thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that just gives people a little bit of insight. But I, actually, works. I want to give a teaser. Uh, we've been, actually, Corey mostly has been working on a script that uh, actually is kind of tied into one of the things that he talked about just now with the time travel. We're not going to get into it. I don't want to give anything away. No, but we, Film Narc has a lot of surprises coming for you guys and lots of extra fun, fun content. And there's, 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 it's very likely that there will be some scripted segments coming soon. Like, yeah. Uh, and I'm really, it's going to be good. It will be separate. From our normal show, but it will be a production of the show. Yes. You'll, you'll see. Film Narc is getting better and better. Yes, always improving. And now, always upgrading. And now a word from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. All right. Uh, okay, so this is actually more of a public announcement. Uh, I want everybody to know. Lately, High Fives have gotten a little bit of a negative vibe to them, especially on the internet. People are always talking about high-fiving frat guys and things like that. Look, high-fives are not negative. High-fives are always positive. This is when you give a high-five. So there's a movement going on, and I want to support it. Uh, that when you high-five someone, is when you have a connection with somebody. It's when you and that other person are thinking the same thing. So like a fist bump, it's like, I'm cool, you're cool, we fist bump each other. We know what's going on. A high-five is a step above that. It's like, you and I are thinking the same thing. We have a connection right now, and you high-five. Or sometimes it's just because you're in a public place and you're walking by a bunch of people. You throw your hand up there, see how many high fives you can get. But there's still a connection that's justified because it's still a connection because you were thinking, I want to give a high five. And those other people were thinking, I want to give a high five. And high fives are great. We need more high fives in the world. Um, and that is the way that we need to think about Chris! high fives. What? Chris! What? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I just went up the stairs. Three stairs at once. High yeah! Five. yeah. Three stairs! Three stairs! USA! 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 That was a good high five, but uh, not really the type of high five I was talking about. High fives are in celebration. They're usually in celebration of the fact that you and another person are in sync. Wanted to... <laughs> Wanted to establish that. If you and another person are in sync at any time, you need to throw up a high five and high five them. That's really all I wanted to say. Uh, Nike is supporting this. Uh, 
Um, you know, just do it is really just high five somebody. Um, Adidas is all over this. Uh, Adidas stands for all day I slap a digit. And <laughs> Uh, no, no, wait, that was not all day I digit attack slap. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, give high fives. That's all. Thank you for your attention. And high five people. High five someone today. High five someone in need as soon as possible. And thank you.